Hi, my name's Rob Scott from UC Today, bringing you the latest news and conversation from the unified communications and collaboration industry. So today we're going to be delving into the world of CPAS and examining what's hot in 2021. So I'd like to welcome my three guests today, John Arnold, Blair Pleasant and Raul Kastanen. Hi, everybody. Hi, Rob. Hey, Rob. Hello. Hey, good to have you on. Um, but before we get started, how about we just do a quick round of introductions. Let's tell everyone who we are and what we do in the industry, please. So, uh, John, would you like to go first? Sure, why not? So I'm John Arnold. I'm principal of J. Arnold & Associates. I'm an independent tech analyst. I've been following collaboration and communication technologies for about 20 years, the last 15 as an independent. And uh, CPAS has certainly become one of the one of the key pillars of the cloud movement, which we're all following all the time. So that's that's a, a an area I spend a fair bit of time doing in my research. And uh, I think Blair will tell a similar story. Great, thanks, John. So, uh, I'm, so I'm Blair Pleasant, President and Principal Analyst of Confusion, and also uh, part of BC Strategies. Uh, like John, I'm an independent analyst. I've been doing this for well over 20 years. Um, my main areas of coverage are unified communications and collaboration, contact center, and uh, CPAS is part of all of that now. Thanks, Blair. I'm Raul. Thank you. This is Raul Castañon. I'm with 451 Research. We're now part of uh, S&P Global Market Intelligence. I've been with the company as an analyst for, it's going to be seven years, and before that, my background is in mobile communications and enterprise software. My research focuses broadly on business communications, um, a lot of it on CPAS. Great. Thank you, everybody. And, you know, to, just to kick the session off today, um, I think it's worthwhile just just setting the scene in terms of what CPAS is, because not everyone knows exactly what CPAS is. And some people have a different, slightly different view. So, Blair, if you want to take this one first, you know, could you just define CPAS for us in 2021? And, and, and let's just then go on to maybe talk about why it's so popular. Sure, so communication platform as a service or CPAS. The idea is that it provides cloud-based APIs to developers on an you know, as a service basis. Uh, so it makes it easy for communication capabilities to be added to the core applications that businesses run on. And really un until recently, it's been hard to uh, integrate and embed communications uh, into applications and it really required specialized developers and engineers and, and it was very time consuming. So CPAS takes the various communication components and makes these basic functions more modular, and it makes it easier to add different communication components and channels to the applications and business workflows that people use. And it really allows for the customization that everybody's looking for. Uh, you, you don't need a one-size-fits-all application, and, and CPAS really lets you customize and add communication channels more easily. So you know we can embed voice, video, messaging, SMS, all of those channels can be embedded into different um, websites, applications, whatever. So it makes it easy to do things like click to call and um, or, um, you know, video to call. You know, we've been seeing video just taking off. And now from a website, you can just click on something and have a video interaction. And that was really hard to do before. And CPAS makes that all possible now. Fantastic. Uh, John, would you like to add to that at all? Well, just a bit. Um, so this space is is typical of what's happening with the cloud. So anything that can be run out of the cloud can now be this as a service idea. 
<coughs> excuse me. And yeah, CPaaS just kind of is a logical extension of these these technologies. And uh, the term I, I I hear a lot is programmable communications. And what makes CPaaS different from the other as a services we see in our space contact center and UC is that this space is really developer centric. This is not a, a, a finished product the way you would say look at a UCAS platform. So it's different and because it's different and not geared to the same audience as we normally see, the space has taken a little longer to catch on. Uh, it's a different ecosystem, it's a different business proposition, but that key idea, as Blair's been saying, is you know you have these programmable uh, applications that are based on open platforms and are API driven, puts the tools in people's hands that A, didn't have the tools before, and now with these new tools, it really opens up the value for where communications can, can be added to places it hasn't been before. Thanks, John. And Raul, anything else to add to that? I know you've got the toughest job to do now, but uh, is there anything else? We can... Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Just quickly, I think both um, uh, that really covers uh, CPAS really, really well. Uh, from my perspective, I, I look at it uh, as uh, at, at a very high level as embeddable communications. So, you know, basically uh, uh, reiterating what, what Per was uh, saying. Um, it's about embeddable communications for business applications and, and workflows. Fantastic. And, you know, personally, we see this in the news more and more. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of the vendors, as we know, we're going to come on to talk about some of the vendors. But um, certainly there's just so much happening in the space at the moment. You know, it seems to be becoming more and more adopted, uh, you know, year in, year out. So, first of all, I'd like to talk about that adoption of, you know, and, and the capabilities that CPAS brings to the table. Um, John, do you want to jump in on this one first in terms of, let's just talk through the kind of most popular um, capabilities that CPAS uh, offers. Yeah, sure. So um, SMS messaging has kind of been the starting point for a lot of this. Um, and, but you know, that, that business is very different from the voice and the video spaces where it's very much a volume driven, you know, very micro uh, sized transactions. But clearly that's where people are communicating. And this is what I love about CPaaS is that it really, it migrates to where the, the activity is happening. So this isn't about one channel. You know, we, we, we look at these applications as kind of, we think of them in terms of the modes, but this is really about, it doesn't really matter now. As Blair said, it could be SMS, text, uh, sorry, video and speech they can all be programmable this way because of cloud this is really the big thing that makes this space so interesting the cloud just opens up all these possibilities not just for new applications but for people who can build them and developers wouldn't be in this space if we didn't have the cloud it's really kind of created the ecosystem to for them to be creative and innovative and that, that's what's really fun to watch here. The, the starting point has been SMS, but we're long past that now. And where I, where we'll get to in this call is, yes, we look at the everyday stuff, the voice and the video that touches on contact center, touches on UC. But the, the next kind of wave of this that I find is going to be really interesting is IoT. Because you have this idea of embedding communications, not just in person-to-person -person applications, but now in person to machine and machine to person, that opens things up because with SMS messaging, 
we're kind of saturated with mobile devices person to person but now when you have non-person related things now there's many more levels of, of endpoints that we can embed communications in and that's what really opens up i think a lot of the long-term growth in this space yeah thanks john and raul you know what excites you the most about cpas yeah it's um uh, it's a very broad area so honestly it's very difficult i think to um uh, narrow it down um i i could just follow up on what john was saying the way i i've been looking at it is um, not so much in terms of the specific capabilities, uh, but in terms of the use cases. Uh, so from that perspective, IoT is certainly a, a huge area of opportunity. It is really very small right now, but my expectation is that it will grow significantly in the next five years. And then uh, also following up on, on uh, what Blair was explaining at the beginning, uh, the other big pocket uh, of use cases could be customer engagement. So everything related to, to the customer experience. That's where you could see video, for example, uh, messaging, voice APIs, two-factor authentication. Um, now, uh, more and more um, uh, conversational APIs uh, that uh, consolidate different channels and also chatbots, intelligent assistants, and speech recognitions. So all of those, they add up and aggregate to deliver functionalities for specific use cases. Thank you, Raul. And Blair? Yeah, I'd say, you know, in the past year, what we've really seen is the growth of uh, video. You know, everyone's doing telehealth, teleeducation. Uh, everything, you know, is, is video now. And because of CPAS, it makes it so much easier to embed video into the different mm -hmm. applications and to en enable this. So we're seeing companies that, you know, just were, used to be, you know, typical brick and mortar that are using video. Uh, I was uh, interacting with you know, a cosmetic company and uh, a few months ago online, and they actually have a way that you can, you know, interact and see how, um, you know, different things are going to look. And, you know, all, so all of these new video capabilities, a, a lot of that is thanks to CPAS and being able to embed video into things, which we just didn't have before. And I, I think there's a real need for that now, uh, you know, whether it's financial services, um, you know, and interacting with a, a financial advisor. All of these things are, are happening now that just didn't happen before. So I think video is the real exciting uh, channel right now. And as John mentioned, IoT, I, I think it's still very early days for that. Um, and, you know, we've been talking about IoT for a while, but I think CPAS really is going to allow um, IoT to, to do more interesting things. And as John said, you know, that uh, person to machine interaction, I think is going to uh, to be really interesting. Um, so it's interesting, I think with um, SMS, I, for a while we thought it was kind of going away. So at, at the beginning of um, the pandemic, I was talking to um, a financial um, analyst and, and he was really worried about, you know, Twilio and Vonage and some of these vendors, uh, the CPAS carriers, because, you know, with people not, um, going on uber not going on planes you know a lot of those typical um, sms notifications weren't happening so he thought that the market was actually going to go down but instead what we saw was the market really went up because we've got you know contactless um delivery all these uh, notifications you know your um your package is ready or um you know when is my package going to be delivered so all, all these use cases that we didn't see before are actually coming into play now which is really exciting so i think sms is actually on the rise instead of on the decline 
So I, I think we're seeing all of these channels really increased in the last few months, and we're just going to see that continuing um, as, as we go forward. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And so far, no one's mentioned AI in this conversation yet. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, John, are you going to mention AI? Go on, talk to us about CPAP sure. AI, because it, it's interesting. Well, yeah, and it's getting hard to kind of tell which is dr the driver. You know, I think that, they, you know, at this point, it's like everything is cloud now. Everything is becoming AI now. It's almost impossible to, you know, not have that in the mix. So a lot of the uh, these applications that are can, can be notifications based can, can, can be done without AI for sure. But when you add AI into it, it takes it to another level. And I want to just relate that to two themes I see here. One is I mentioned, you know, without cloud, there's no CPaaS. But the other thing is the marketplace, uh, you know, not just millennials, but we're so digitally savvy now, the expectations in the marketplace for all interactions is to become much more personalized experience. That's what everybody seems to want. That's where contact centers are heading. And what's great about CPaaS is because it's so flexible and can be done on the fly, you can really update your communications to be kind of in the minute. And when we're in this shutdown environment right now, you know, one day businesses are open, the next day they're closed. Those businesses have to respond on the go and let their customers know what's what's doing. And the biggest case use case right now, it's probably the most important one is the, with the vaccinations, is how are we going to notify people when they can get their shot, you know, all that stuff related. That's so much of that is driven by communications. It's almost like a perfect scenario. And I think, uh, Blair, you were probably on the talk desk call last week when they talked about their COVID things, right? Same, same idea. How much of that is CPAS? How much of that's AI? I'm not really sure. But the use case, as Raul says, is clear. You know, that's stuff where you've got to respond quickly, high value. That's, again, the use case. That's information we need to know. So this is a great scenario for like CPAS coming to the rescue. It is, and it, and it almost feels like a real Swiss Army knife, you know, because well, you can yeah. do so much with it and it can fix all sorts of challenges in a business. So um, let's talk about some of those vendors because this is uh, the interesting part for me. It's kind of who's doing, uh, you know, the best kind of solutions out there right now. So, you know, who's innovating in this space? Uh, who's got the most exciting use cases? And John, you know, just, just touched on one there with TalkDesk. But Raul, uh, do you want to take this one first? Who, who, should, who should we be watching in 2021? Yeah, so definitely the pioneers in the industry, uh, Twilio and, and Bonash, uh, formerly Nexmo, uh, they're, they're always uh, coming up with uh, innovations that I think Kind of set set the benchmark for the industry. Now, um, having said that, there's some very interesting vendors that uh, are smaller, but they are definitely gaining a lot of market traction. CM, uh, for example, that's a European vendor that I find particularly interesting because they um, are positioned within uh, mobile payments, uh, CPAS, and, and mobile messaging. So that's a very interesting combination that really lends itself um, to develop the customer engagement uh, use cases that we were talking about. Uh, Cinch is another European-based uh, vendor that I think last year they they um, uh, they were uh, making acquisitions left and right. So they have really uh, 
build uh, on one hand their geographic coverage. Uh, they're a, a global organization. The last uh, couple of acquisitions that I was checking, they were expanding into Latin America. There were, if I remember correctly, two uh, acquisitions in Brazil. Twilio was also expanding in that region, uh, Brazil and Colombia. Um, and then uh, they were also expanding their uh, portfolio with some uh, really um, in interesting APIs. Uh, I could also add bandwidth. Uh, they also made an acquisition last year that uh, repositioned them from being a US-based vendor to a global vendor. Uh, with with Boxbone, so that's definitely uh, a, a vendor to to watch this year. Um, I could add Soprano Design, another uh, smaller vendor. They're very well positioned in 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 Asia Pacific, but they're expanding more and more in in North America. Uh, one more that I could like to add to that list is Infobeat because they have been doing some very interesting developments in the area of uh, security. Um, that also opens up the door for uh, many very interesting use cases like in uh, financial and banking industries um, because of uh, regulation, they tend to be use cases that are uh, not that easy to tackle. Thanks, Ro. And Blair, who's top of your list? Yeah, I, I think most of them were mentioned, you know, of course, Twilio Vonage or, you know, the big gorillas. Uh, Raul mentioned uh, Bandwidth, which acquired Voxbone. They're, they're doing a lot in this area. Um, MessageBird is another one that we hear about. Um, 2600 Hertz um, is very active in this area. They've been doing this for a while. Um, Telestax recently um, is, is making more news. They actually made an agreement with NEC recently, and um, NEC is going to be partnering with them to... Um, bring the CPaaS capabilities um, to, to their customer base. Um, there's um, Alcatel Lucent Enterprise, they've got Rainbow CPaaS. Um, recently, I, I read about Microsoft uh, Azure Communication Services, they're making more noise. Um, there's just so many vendors that, that are doing things in this area. So, um, and, and a lot of it is regional and a lot of it is also very um, channel centric. You know, there are some that just focus on messaging, there's some that just focus on video. So we're seeing a lot more segmentation also um, coming out. And then, you know, we have to look at all the, um, you know, UCAS providers that are also adding, I don't know if we'd call them CPaaS providers, but they're also adding CPaaS and API type, type capabilities. You know, VIA, 8x8, Ring Central, they all have CPaaS capabilities to different degrees. Um, there's another company, Edify, that has a lot of these capabilities. So we're seeing more and more vendors, you know, not necessarily doing it the same way Twilio and Vonage do, but there's a lot more vendors that are coming into the space as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Everyone's doing it in a slightly different way, finding their own you know, niches in the marketplace. Um, John, uh, do you want to add to that list? I mean, we've gone through virtually, uh, you know, every CPAS provider there, but uh, have we missed well, any? Yeah, there, there, there's, there's lots to think about, Roel. I'm glad you mentioned Cinch. They're, they're Swedish, right? And, uh, you know, companies that, again, we, we tend to, uh, at least Blair and I in the U.S., our focus tends to be American, and you don't realize, you know, SMS was really a European thing before it was big here. So you watch those kind of companies that they're they're definitely leading the market. Um, so eight by eight acquired WaveCell, right? They're they're an Asian player, and I'm not I'm still waiting to see what they're going to do, make making some noise there. But I, I imagine because of that global footprint, they they could be doing some interesting things. Um, 
again, coming back to those use cases. So a good example I see is Intellipeer, a company you don't normally think too much about in this space, but they're going to market to the contact center space as kind of a, an add-on or a, a bridge for prem-based contact centers who aren't ready for the cloud yet, but you can kind of bolt on these CPaaS-driven applications that give them some of those capabilities. So I think that's a good one to see. Uh, a very timely one is uh, Sangoma made this acquisition of Star to Star yeah. like yes yesterday, you know, two days ago. And that's that's an interesting mix. And I think there's some room there to do some interesting things with 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 uh, with CPaaS. I wouldn't call them pure plays by any stretch, but again, they're all trying to find ways to leverage these. I, it's hard to tell though where the money's being made though, because CPaaS itself, as I mentioned before, it's it's a it's usually a micro transaction based thing. It's the and it's developer driven. So I like it raises questions to me about some of the longevity of some of these companies. And I mention that because Candy, for example, you know, was kind of the pride and joy in some ways and the linchpin for ribbons go to market plans, but they're really they're really I think they're really struggling with a lot of this stuff. They've bet heavily on candy, but I don't think they were seeing much in the way of revenues. And so it's been, you know, jettisoned and, and it's moved on to, to maybe greener pastures, maybe not. But I think to watch in 2021, Rob, is to say, can all these companies survive? I'm not sure. I don't see the developer community as being a big channel to the large enterprise revenues that are going to make these companies grow long term. So that's something I would look for to see as the space matures. You know, how do those business models kind of harden and, and become viable to keep these companies going? That's an interesting perspective. And I'm interested also to ask you about Amazon and Microsoft, because Blair mentioned video and, you know, being a big thing. And obviously we know it's a big thing now. You know, it's, it's uh, video is the new voice, I think, certainly uh, in 2020 and more likely in 2021. But Amazon's Chime SDK is a video SDK, isn't it? And would we consider that as CPaaS? And do you see that as a, a kind of real contender in the marketplace? Um, if, if I may, uh, I do put them in the category, uh, both uh, AWS with the Chime, Amazon Chime SDK, as well as uh, Microsoft. Um, I also believe they have a bit of a different approach, and I think that's still kind of evolving. So I, I don't uh, I don't think we can yet uh, place them in a in a specific category. Uh, but yeah, I definitely put them in the category of CPaaS. Just going back to the definition that that we started out with, it's embeddable communications. Now the interesting thing about uh, both of uh, these vendors, Microsoft and, and AWS, is that they are delivering uh, embeddable communications, um, so, which they were already delivering uh, business communications. What's changing is how they uh, deliver it. So there's a transition there in terms of the business model, and that impacts the, the pricing model. Uh, and it's more about usage space rather than the license space. So I, I think that's still evolving. Um, obviously, these two vendors could significantly uh, impact uh, the market, but I think that's uh, you know still uh, an evolving story. Yeah, interesting. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Hey, everybody, it's been super speaking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Thanks. Great. Enjoyed the chat, as always.
And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social. It's always appreciated. And if you're a UC fan and want to be part of the conversation, do join us on social using the UC News hashtag on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. Our social links are in the description. My name's Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.